You're listening to the Disney One by One podcast, a chronological look at every Disney animated classic and beyond. Here's your host, Mike Rolfing. Hello and welcome to Disney One by One. This week, we've got fun and fancy free from 1947. And of course, you can check us out everywhere on the internet at Disney One X One and all the social medias. And uh, if you can give us a rating, a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to this, it'd be much appreciated. As always, again, my brother David Rolfing is here on Disney One by One. David, are you fun and fancy free? Oh, yeah. Fun and <laughs> fancy free. Thank you for having me back. This one, another unique movie that I was had no expectations for, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I had no idea what this was either. And Joe Kuiper, our guest today, had you ever heard of this movie before? I had not, <laughs> but uh, I have been fun and fancy free since 1993. Have you? Right. So, and it yeah, is your I'm birthday born. today. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, 25. Too All right. old. All right. Nice. So, Joe, you and David also have a podcast of your own that we have yet to mention on the show. Da- David hosts it. Can you, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Joe, my, what do I say? My faithful co-host, why don't you describe what it is? Well, uh, Hostile Discourse is a wonderful podcast where we debate all the ins and outs of life. Uh, everything from movies to sports to you name it, we debate it. Uh, and then we judge it. We have a winner every week. It's, it's pretty awesome. You should check it out. You can go back and listen to some, some of our older episodes if you want. And some Disney movies... Star Wars Disney movies have been reviewed, so if you want to check out some of our movie episodes, we have them on there. Well, and the episode I was on, we did the whole Disney bracket. Oh, there was a, oh yeah. There was a Disney like March Madness bracket going going around Facebook and stuff. So we, how many of us? Five of us yeah. went through and 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 fought it out to see what the ultimate winner was on the Disney bracket challenge. And I think the <laughs> who were the finalists? I think Lion it was King, Lion King, yeah. Toy Story, or Lion King and Mulan, maybe. <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> oh yeah, Lion King. Lion King won one handily. Yeah. Uh, Toy yeah. Story was on the bracket because the people are clueless, and, and well, I don't know if clueless is the word, but <laughs> Toy Story is not on our list because it's Pixar, as I mentioned yeah. every episode. But yeah, that was. I highly recommend that episode if you're a Disney fan, and there are certainly plenty of others you can check out on Hostile Discourse, and that's Hostile spelled H-O-S-T-E-L, like a place you stay on a European vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in the case, debates you're do get hostile it. sometimes. They do. <laughs> so, combination of those things. So, Joe, as our esteemed guest today, tell me a little bit about your Disney history. How has Disney influenced your life? Oh man. Uh... Well, I mean, growing up, um, I had quite a bit of Disney experience. We always, you know, watched the old classics, Cinderella, Snow White, stuff like that, that my parents had on VHS back in the day. Um, but I, I'd say I really hit my Disney stride uh, more in, like, in college, maybe. Um, the movie <laughs> Frozen came out, and boy, did I love that movie. <laughs> I told you, Mike, last episode, Forrest was saying that he wants to be on the Frozen episode. And I was like, Joe was going to be competing for that position. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just, we can have a special multiple guest episode. That we yeah. did. Uh, yeah, it was just amazing. Um, I have kind of tempered my, my Disney love since then, just because I feel like Disney owns everything nowadays. So it's like Star Wars, Marvel, you know, all that stuff. But um, no, I still love a good Disney movie. I think they do a good job. What about Frozen got you back on the bandwagon? 
I don't know. Uh, I love the songs. Honestly, Let It Go was... I've made a playlist with Let It Go, to be honest, um, and I used it during workouts. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Not ashamed to say it. Do you, does um, that mean inspiring. like a bunch of different people covering Let It Go? Uh, no, no. I mean, well, no. I did like Let It Go and like some of the just, other songs Just too. on repeat? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was just on the playlist. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've always loved Disney's like sidekick characters, um, like the little iguana from Tangled, Pascal, and, uh, you know, the snowman from, from Tangled, or uh, Frozen, all that stuff. Uh, Mushu. Mushu is a great one. Yeah, classic. Babu. Um, yes. S- uh, scuttle. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> you got them all? <laughs> all down? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, that's the all I got, too. <laughs> Bell's, Bell's horse? Yeah, Maximus. Is, is that his name? In the Tangled horse? Oh, Tangled Horse? I don't know the Tangled Horse. Dave, you got any sidekicks? <laughs> I was trying to think. I, I really don't know. Was there? There's no sidekick in Moana, was there? Well, there's, that, there's yeah, the, the chicken. chicken. The yeah. chicken. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the best sidekick of all time. <laughs> doesn't do anything. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other sidekicks, too. Um, uh, I'm dry. I'm out. No, I'm yeah. done. Pocahontas? There's like a raccoon? Oh, yeah, the raccoon and the uh, little... Hummingbird. Tinkerbell. Uh, Tinkerbell. Yeah, that, <laughs> Tinkerbell. I think that counts. All right. Anyway, Joe, did you manage out of this list of over 50 movies to figure out your top five? It was tough. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that Pixar actually wasn't included because that would have made it way worse. But uh, it's my five. At number five, I'm going with the new age stuff, actually, Zootopia. Uh, nice. Really love that movie. Number four, going really old school with Robin Hood. Uh, that was a classic growing up. I love that movie and the songs. Um, number three, Wreck-It Ralph, um, which really took me by surprise. Uh, I loved what they did with that movie. And number two, Hercules. And number one, Lion King. So those are my, my five favorites, but it was tough to narrow them down for sure. A solid list. I Those are top ten for me for sure, but yeah. the top ten is hard to order. Yeah, Definitely. And once again, I haven't been keeping complete track, but a lot of our guests like put Lion King at number one. Yeah. It's about 90%, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the uh, the live action Lion King to come out relatively soon, right? Isn't that? Yeah, out? I don't know the date. I mean, we've discussed this a couple times. Like, I'm excited, but I'm also very apprehensive. Yeah, definitely. Live action Cinderella, I enjoyed. Because it was like distant enough from Cinderella and like different enough that, and it was a big bombastic over the top, a lot of cool costumes and stuff. Live action Beating the Beast just kind of pissed me off because I wanted to be watching Beating the Beast, you know? Yeah. But uh, live action Lion King. We'll see. It's not even live action, it's just better animation. Yeah, definitely. All right. With that, we can move on to fun and fancy free. And now, our feature presentation. Yes, Walt Disney gives free reign to his fancy, and all your favorites join in the songs and fun. Fun, 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 and fancy free. So, Fun and Fancy Free has a pretty long history. If you want to read it all, you can go to the Wikipedia page. Basically, this movie has two segments, and both of those segments were at some point being developed as feature films at the Disney studio. As we discussed in our previous episode, World War II is going on. A lot of the animators were either drafted or recruited to make propaganda and training films. 
And so a lot of projects were pushed to the side, including the two shorts that ended up in this movie, which were eventually called Bongo and Mickey and the Beanstalk. So Bongo was being developed, Mickey and the Beanstalk, which was originally called The Legend of Happy Valley, was being developed. And then both of them started production at some point, but were put on hold. Anyway, they eventually were pared down and turned into two short films, which turned into fun and fancy free. And then other things were added that, that we'll get to for sure. Um, so that's basically the history of Fun and Fancy Free. It was released on September 27th, 1947 to kind of a mixed critical reception. It, it eventually grossed about $3 million and was released on home video in the 80s and Laserdisc in 97. Um, and there's a DVD of it as well. And that's about it. But David, do you have any fun facts about this movie for us? Of course I do, Mike. Uh, first one, in the Mickey and the Beanstalk sketch, originally Minnie Mouse was slated to be the queen of Happy Valley, mm. but when they condensed it down into like a short instead of a feature-length movie, they cut her out of it. Um, so that would have been the first Disney movie with Minnie in it. And then just one more variety magazine or i guess it's probably newspaper at the time they said all of it adds up to one of disney's finest achievements for this movie so interesting to hear some exultation of this movie because it's like it doesn't seem like it would be successful i guess it wouldn't be today as a feature-length movie just because it's so different but at the time it was probably revolutionary in some ways huh all right well joe had you heard of this movie remotely before watching it i had never heard of this movie in my life until uh david texted me about it so came in with zero preconceived notions david can i assume the same yep i had never heard of it until i read the list before episode one i I was definitely aware of the jack and the beanstalk part of this movie um i'm not really sure why it just seemed familiar i may have seen clips of it before the giant looked very familiar yeah but I, I felt the same um, way about that. I had never heard of Bongo, the first segment of this movie. So we'll get into all this. Um, if you haven't seen this movie like we hadn't, or if you haven't seen it in a really long time, here is a quick recap of Fun and Fancy Free in 60 seconds. Fun and Fancy Free consists of two separate segments loosely bridged by Jiminy Cricket and some creepy puppets. Full of fun and fancy free. The first segment is Bongo, about a circus bear who escapes into the wild. It's sung and narrated by Dinah Shore. This was even better than he'd expected. Second is Mickey and the Beanstalk, a take on the classic tale of Jack and the Beanstalk starring Mickey Mouse. Yeah, fellas, I sold the cow for some magic beans. This story is told by famed ventriloquist Edgar Bergen and his dummies Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Smurd. Once upon a time, long, long ago, Funny, nothing ever happens nowadays. I'll stop here because David and Joe are going to flesh out the plots of these in more detail in a moment. Not quite 60 seconds, but close enough. All right, fun and fancy free. Basically two short films crammed together with a bunch of weird random stuff kind of tying it together. So, Joe, what was your initial reaction to this movie? Uh, It started out pretty strong for me, uh... Seeing Jiminy Cricket was, was, I don't know, pretty entertaining for me, having never seen him outside of Pinocchio. Um, I thought that was a nice touch, being the narrator. And the start of Bongo was fine, but 
The way I would describe it is that Bongo, to me, lasted like 30 minutes too long, and the second part lasted 30 minutes too short. So, uh, that, that was my take on it, but I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. David, your initial reaction? Um, as we've mentioned on previous episodes, we're getting kind of used to segmented Disney movies, movies that don't completely fit together as one story, especially this one. Two clear, distinct stories, but they did try to like link it together I think Jiminy, like, in the middle opens a window or something, and then it shows the house where the next narrator is. Um, So, like, it's barely linked together. Um, (laughs) I think I... I mean, Bongo's story had some interesting parts. I liked the smacking song, which I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) And um, I thought it was... Yeah, I'll save some some of my thoughts on that. But I think I enjoyed the Mickey and the Beanstalk segment more. Um, I just thought it was more unique. It was, it was cool to see those characters together for the first time in a movie. Um, and I also recognize the giant. I don't know from where, I guess he's probably been in like house of mouse and some other Disney properties as like one of the villains or something. I don't know, but I recognized him too. Um, but I enjoyed the movie. It was, I think one of the, one of the better ones compared to the last few that we've seen. Yeah. I, Generally enjoyed it. I felt each of the segments could be about half as long as they were. Yeah. Sort of made a great half hour long movie. There's some fun elements mixed throughout. I enjoyed some of the music. The animation, as always, is impressive. I mean, you just imagine these people sitting there drawing this frame by frame in the 40s. And just it's beyond impressive to me. All these movies have. So that goes without saying. But yeah, I mean, I it was fine. There's just some. Some weird stuff that I don't know if it's if it's just dated or if it's just stupid, <laughs> which which we'll certainly get into. So I want to do something slightly different here because I tend to be the one like summarizing these throughout. So, Joe, could you sort of like talk through the plot of Bongo as much as you can remember? And oh we'll boy, sort of yeah. we'll sort of chime in. <laughs> well, <laughs> put you on the spot. This is the story of three bears. Yeah, I know. The Mama Bear, the Papa Bear, and the Itsy Bitsy Baby Bear. <laughs> oh, but it's not the story you expect. This is a love story. Poor old Bongo. Uh, I did love the way they introduced him as, you know, he's this, this carefree circus bear um, doing all his little fancy tricks up on the trapeze. And then as soon as he gets out, you think he'd be treated like a king, but no, they, they throw him in a jail cell pretty much and ship him off to the next circus and suddenly it becomes sad and you feel bad for Bongo. And then Bongo, he just wants to be free. And so as the train is chugging down the tracks, they're going through what I presume is the Rocky Mountains and uh, beautiful landscape. And he basically gets free. His uh, his door opens and he escapes using his little unicycle and uh, goes into the woods and then thinks it's wonderful at first. But that first night, he just gets torn apart by a storm and by yeah, bugs. Night, nighttime and, is scary. Yeah, that was it's terrifying. Um the wind's just howling, uh, so he finds out it's not so great out in the wilderness, which ends up not having to do much with the storyline. Um, and then he kind of goes <laughs> on to meet the love of his life, and the love of his life gives him a big slap across the face. <laughs> and everyone's very confused what that means. Um, and then uh, she kind of accidentally slaps another bear who's a big bad bear. Mm. Yeah, what was his name? Like Lump, lump Jaw or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, he's a big bad bear, and she accidentally slaps him, which evidently in bear language means that she loves him. 
Um, and then he kind of takes the girl and Bongo has to fight for, her, and there's a big old fight scene that to me reminded me a lot of like a Tom and Jerry movie, um, which I actually enjoyed a lot. Um, and then lo and behold, uh, the big bad bear goes off the waterfall and Bongo comes out unscathed and takes his girl and they uh, live happily ever after. Good work. Thank you. There are a few things I just sort of noted on this, and you guys can chime in as well. First off, when he first enters the wilderness, we get like some early Chippendale. Did you notice that? Some chipmunks that looked a lot like Chippendale. They weren't quite Chippendale. Does Chippendale have different colored noses? And these did not. Hmm. They were very reminiscent. So that was kind of an interesting thing I noticed. Also, the way they told the story was kind of interesting. It was completely narrated and sung by Dinah Shore who was, I think, a pretty famous singer at the time. She sings a segment in the previous movie we watched, David, in Make Mine Music. Yeah. And she was every character's voice, which is kind of interesting. He was a circus bear. Was born in the circus. Grew up in the circus. In fact, Bongo was the star of the circus. The biggest thing that I thought of, and I don't know if either of you are familiar with this. David, you may be, Joe. I don't know how often you've gone to Disney World, but... Not been once. A lot of this reminded me of the Country Bear Jamboree in Disney. Dave, you yep. remember that? I noted the same thing. like the, Especially them dancing around and singing. I was like, this might have been... Had something to do with the idea behind Country Bear Jamboree. Joe, are you familiar with this at all? I mean, I've heard of it. I, I Yeah. I haven't so, seen it, but there's an animatronic show that originated at Disneyland and then was duplicated at Disney World. It is it is no longer in Disneyland. It was replaced by a Winnie the Pooh ride. But basically, it's these life size bear animatronics that sing country and bluegrass songs. And because they're not live performers, it just plays all day long, nonstop, oh, and it's very entertaining. And the bears, especially when they were dancing and dancing to bluegrass music, country music, at one point in this in this short. We're very reminiscent of that, which was kind of fun. So just give a little slap. <laughs> yeah. What was the song? You remember like it? Something uh, in the dove have their way to show. Uh, that's a different song, but like <laughs> a way of showing love. I don't know. I can't remember, but it was catchy and uh, so weird. Like, yeah, w- I think when she slaps him and then she mentioned something about wanting to get slapped back, I was like, what is this? Is this yeah. some weird like? <laughs> marriage dynamics in the is this the 50s or the 40s uh, this is 40 what was it 40, 47. 47 yeah yeah i was just thinking of like the sean connery interview he's like well your wife is really bad you just need to give her a little slap there's <laughs> like this oh my gosh it's just so awful. cringy and yeah. like what is going on here but i mean i since all the bears do it both the guys and girls i guess it's not weird but it's it was justified weird. yes yeah. When the whippoorwill's in love, he can whip her. All the horses neck and all the turtles snap. Every deer and every dove has a way of making love. But the bear likes to say it with a slap. Any other thoughts on on Bongo, guys? <laughs> I mean, I I really enjoyed the uh, the fight scene at the end. Um, like I said, it was very like Tom and Jerry jerry ish um and i loved tom and jerry growing up so seeing like one guy chasing the other guy with a giant bat and slamming the ground that kind of stuff that, that was great stuff for me yeah very slapstick and very violent yes <laughs> <laughs> um the animation of the what do we call them lump jaw yeah <laughs> um it reminded me of pete from goofy movie mm-hmm. the dad pete he kind of looks like 
that style character that style bear i guess um i don't know if it's it's not the same character obviously but they're very similar for sure yeah they're definitely definitely some some resemblance there and then one other note i had the love song and the clouds um i couldn't help but think of like care bears <laughs> care bears are like they look very similar to these bears same size and they're in the clouds and a couple of them are like the love bears or whatever so that reminded me of the care bear cartoon which i watched a little bit as a kid <laughs> is this a And then uh, Bongo ultimately like turns his unicycle into a into a Beyblade, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know what a Beyblade is, Mike? You had a whole Beyblade arena at okay, home. Okay, I thought that was past your time. <laughs> no, I, I definitely spun some tops with you at some point. <laughs> Let her rip. <laughs> now who says dreams don't come true? Well. Anyway, so... You know, Jiminy Cricket sort of is the backbone of this movie. He intros the first story. Um, well, he sings a nice song called Fun and Fancy Free at the top of the movie and then intros the first story with like some weird doll that I don't, I don't even really know what's going on with that. Then we come back to him after Bongo and he gets an invite to a party across the street. Just a great, just real natural segue here <laughs> um, to I wouldn't even call it a party. I call it some yeah. weird, like, fetish house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a ventriloquist and a little girl, and that's it. <laughs> and the girl's not related to the man. Yep. Yeah, so, <laughs> Just... so Jiminy Cricket hops across to this partly animated, part live-action house where this man is with his, his very bizarre puppets. Uh, babysitting. Babysitting this girl. Well, we're awfully glad you came to our party. Well, did you have fun? Oh, yes, indeed. I thought Charlie made a pig of himself with that chocolate cake. Oh, you're quite right. The man is named Edgar Ber- Edgar Bergen, who I guess is some famous guy from back, back then. <laughs> I didn't really read up on it. He's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's from Chicago, born to Swedish immigrants, and he's a famous ventriloquist. So became famous in vaudeville. And uh, yeah, you can read up about him if, if you'd like. Yeah, I guess he was like a big comedian and ventriloquist, which is kind of funny to me because I didn't think his ventriloquism was that good. No, it's awful. <laughs> his mouth was moving the whole time. I, was like, I can see you speaking. So bad. But so he's, well, it begins with the, the camera pushes into the house and now it becomes live action. And he's doing this puppeteering with like his hand. He's got a face drawn on his hand. And that's honestly the creepiest part of this. Yeah. Terrifying. I don't even remember what he's talking about, but. He's telling some story with his hand. The weirdest thing is that it shows him holding the dolls and like actually doing it. But then the doll, other dolls are just sitting around actually talking by themselves. And then he'll like move over and like <laughs> actually have his hand in it. And then the next shot, it'll be like just sitting there without him. It's yeah. like, what is it this supposed to be? Are they supposed to be live or not? It's a very bizarre combination of, of, of both. Yes. It's worth a watch, I suppose. <laughs> I wish the whole Mickey and the Beanstalk cartoon had existed without intercutting with this scene. Because yeah. it definitely takes away from it a little bit. Once upon a time, long, long ago, 
funny. Nothing ever happens nowadays. There was a place called Happy Valley. Now, it was called Happy Valley because everyone who lived there was happy. No. Well, there's a hunk of logic for you. Yeah, so he starts telling the story of making the beanstalk, but he's telling it in all three voices of himself and these other two characters, or at least one of the others. So, David, why don't you give us a your recap of Mickey and the Beanstalk? Oh, wow. Okay, so I think the dumb puppet originally, or he first tries to imagine this universe, yeah. but he can't. So <laughs> he gives up, and then the little girl imagines it for him because she's smarter. Yeah, we didn't establish um, that there's one really stupid puppet <laughs> going just you know perfectly in line with the history of these Disney movies, yes. with just really dumb characters. I'll try and paint a mental picture. Yeah, I, I painted a barn once, I did, uh. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, it was it was a red barn, it was, yeah. Yeah, there's, seems to always be a mentally challenged character in these movies, Joe, from these first eight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, all but one has a character of this Jeez. sort, which would not be in movies of today. No. But it was a real, it was a real hoot back then. All right, so continue with this story. Um, so it is a happy valley. There is a a harp human in the castle <laughs> that keeps the whole valley happy. Um, so she she sings, and then a creepy cloud comes down and and kidnaps her one night. And so then the valley gets sad and goes into famine and drought. And they didn't have a Joseph to warn them of, of this famine, so they all are starving. <laughs> Was that, a, so was that it, a Bible reference? Yeah. It was. Nice. Nice. So then it goes into our local farmer's hut, which Mickey, Donald, and Goofy all live together. And they're eating peas on little centimeter slivers of bread or something that's see-through. Which, that, that was kind of funny. Singular bean. Donald goes absolutely insane and tries to start eating everything in the house and then he tries to kill the cow and eat it which i don't know why they didn't kill that cow a while ago because it's pretty dumb to keep it alive they don't let him kill it but then mario not mario mickey it's uh, me mickey, mickey mouse sells the cow for beans and they're all mad because the beans don't actually do anything and donald throws them in the floor and then the beanstalk grows and that's kind of a cool scene the animation wise I'm growing up with the beanstalk i like yeah. that yeah it was a, it was very um, impressive so they they grow up with the beanstalk overnight they're all sleeping and in the morning they start exploring this new world with giant bugs that grew above them and there's also a giant house and so they go into the house they go on this giant table with all this food and um they discover the harp human girl in a lockbox a giant finds them this is all intercut with the stupid puppet guy and the girl so it's hard to that and yeah. every time the the normal the man says something one of the puppets chimes in with some stupid pun <laughs> i don't have like a specific example of that because there were so many of them oh the, i got one when the beanstalk was growing you know it's like this impressive sequence of this giant beanstalk growing and you hear the and the guy's telling the story and you hear the puppet go that thing is a menace to aviation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything the guy said, the puppet had to chime in with some stupid, like not funny pun or joke. The the one that made me chuckle though was when he was talking about the cow and he was like, 
Yeah, but this is a cow that didn't make much milk, and then the guy's like, it was an utter failure. <laughs> I took a little bit of that one, but... <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. All right, carry on, David. Um, the giant in the castle is actually a magic giant, and he can transform into whatever object or creature he wants, so they try to convince him to transform into a fly so they can kill him. He doesn't fall He's for it. He's also really stupid. Yeah, also dumb <laughs> character. He catches on to their plan and throws them on a lockbox, but Mickey gets out. Um, he lets them out of the box and they run away, I believe. And then what happens? I think they chop it down. Yeah. They just escape. Did they rescue the harp girl in this process? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they did. Okay. So then she's reinstated to her post on the castle balcony, I guess as the harp slave or whatever she is. And then the valley's (laughs) happy again, which they never actually show the valley, like returning to happiness. Yeah, then they show the giant open up the roof yeah. of the puppet's puppet man's house and goes from there. Yeah. And so with the passing of the wicked giant, Happy Valley echoed once again with song and laughter. For with the return of the magic harp, peace and prosperity reigned throughout the land. And the people of the valley, we know, lived happily ever after. All right. Good good summary. The end. Fun fact about this is Walt Disney is doing the voice of Mickey. And this is the last time wow. that he did the voice of Mickey in like a feature capacity. He might have done it in a couple more shorts, but uh, he was the original voice and then he got too busy and pawned it off to someone else. But this that is Walt Disney's voice coming out of Mickey Mouse. So I, I just really like those three characters together uh, with Daffy and uh, Goofy and... It is Daffy Duck, right? No, no. Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, Donald Duck. That's Looney too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Donald, Goofy, and Mickey together because like they're all so different, and like you can just throw them into the story, and it just makes sense. And like, yeah, Donald's freaking out trying to eat his arm and stuff. It's I thought it was really well used them well in a classic fairy tale, basically. Yeah, and this is a this is a story that was not written for this movie. I think Jack and the Beanstalk's a pretty old classic tale. Yeah, um, but it is a fun interpretation of it. I'm trying to think of other instances. Disney's definitely used this story before. Oh well, it's in Into the Woods, which was a Stephen Sondheim musical, but but uh, Disney made it into a feature film. So there's some Jack and the Beanstalk there. And then also, uh, as David and I discussed in our intro episode, they were in development and production of an animated feature called Gigantic, which was supposed to come out this year, maybe. It was taking place in Spain, I think, gigantic. And so they were even having plans to build a Spain pavilion in Epcot to kind of along with the launch of the movie. And something happened with it and they just completely put it up. They just stopped production and or stopped pre-production. And it's just kind of in limbo right now, which is kind of interesting. They had the same songwriters from Frozen working on it, Joe. Wow. Nice. So I would have been there. Yeah, there's some like concept art out there. You can look and see what the characters looked like generally. One thing that I thought was kind of interesting in this movie, um, it was a very small thing, but at one point they're like, I think they say like, who lives in the castle or something? And someone's like, oh, it's not Cinderella. And like, I assume that was just a nod to Cinderella movie, but the Cinderella movie hadn't been made yet. Nope. And I was kind of like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I noticed that too. I guess, I mean, it's a classic fairy tale, so maybe they already, people knew about sure. it. Sure, but. but yeah, Cinderella didn't come out till 1950, so. I mentioned the giant opening up the house yeah the live action house <laughs> which i thought was cool the way that they did that it looked pretty good um like combining that animation with live action which they've done 
in a couple movies previous, but like actually interacting with the space like that was kind of cool. Yeah, and d- doesn't that end with like he doesn't he say oh, but the giant's not real, so everything's fine. Yeah, and, and then the giant just and walks the giant off rips and, like, the roof off the house. So that was yeah. a fun little twist. Yep, and <laughs> walks through Hollywood. Yeah, walks through Hollywood and puts a hat on <laughs> the roof of the building. So yeah, it's basically just you kind of have to see this to believe it. And I had n- I had no expectation that there were going to be ventriloquist puppets in this in this movie. I thought it was going to be animated fully. I didn't know there was any live action in this movie. Um, it's how little I knew about it, but yeah, it's real weird. This second segment and David, you're right. I think if they got rid of the whole puppet thing, it would probably make the short better. Yeah. I mean, none of us knew what this movie is about after the bongo half was over. I was like, wow, the first short was 37 minutes long. How are they going to fit more shorts into this? I didn't know it was just two. Yeah. Cause the movies we've been watching have been like 10 different shorts. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that the second one was going to be, you know, the whole second half of the movie either. Um, but when I saw the live action introduction from Jiminy Cricket, I was like, oh, no, is this another like Saludos Amigos, like weird live action piece kind of shoved in there. And it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of. I think if they had Jiminy Cricket be the, like the narrator for the whole movie, that would have worked better yeah. than this weird babysitting ventriloquist like scene <laughs> you'll be full of fun and fancy free and full of fun and fancy free joe on this show we don't really have a rating system we kind of make it up as we go so something related to this movie Oh, geez. For example, Seven Dwarves, we did for Snow White, you know, Three Caballeros. Out of 10 magic beans. Uh, <laughs> out of 10 magic beans. Or out of I would... 100 creepy puppets. Harp ladies? <laughs> puppets, there you go. Out of, out of 100 creepy hand puppets, I would give it maybe a, a 60. Which 60? Is, yeah. It's like it's passable, but wouldn't recommend it. David, your rating of fun and fancy free. I'm on similar thoughts, having similar thoughts as Joe, I think. Probably like a 64. 64 out of 100 creepy hand puppets. By the way, the first shot of that creepy hand puppet, I thought he was actually holding something weird looking. (laughs) (laughs) The way they inked like the eyes and the mouth it was like yeah so weird looking i thought it was like a weird grandma puppet or something <laughs> it is yeah, yeah it is it's basically just like black sharpie they're also all wearing weird hats it's like it's a birthday party or something yeah yep mm-hmm. i don't remember if the invite that jiminy cricket had said birthday party or if it just <laughs> says it's a party not. yeah i'm looking at it now it just says a party on the invite <laughs> Tonight, <laughs> it says tonight. They got real creative here. And w- were they inviting Jiminy Cricket, or were they just inviting the girl? And they were inviting that... Miss Luana Patton. Okay, That's... so basically, they just invited the little girl, and Jiminy happened to be in her house. I guess, and it's yeah. Oh, that's weird. So he was in the girl's house. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, because there's like a doll. It says tonight, the house across the way. Charlie McCarthy, Mortimer Smurd, and Edgar Bergen. So the puppets are named Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd. 
What do you rate it? Um, yeah, I mean, out of this is our ninth movie now we've watched. It's definitely the bottom of the totem pole or close to the bottom. I don't know. It just didn't thrill me. Yeah. But e- even then, it wasn't bad. I would. I I was hovering around sixty as well. Like, okay. it's just like you know, it's a solid two and a half out of five. Which that wouldn't be sixty. That'd be like fifty. But I. <laughs> Three, three out of five. Those yeah. ratings are different. Yeah. But like to me out of five, like five is perfect. Four is like really good. Three is good. Two is yeah. like, yeah. And one is really yeah. bad. So I'm in like the, yeah. So like two yeah. and a half out of five. I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it, but I wouldn't watch it a second time for sure. No. Maybe if you want to like give your kids nightmares, you can, God. you can show them Mortimer Smurd. <laughs> Okay, well, that's about enough fun and fancy free. And Joe Kyber, thank you so much for joining us on Disney One by One. You bet. It's been a pleasure. And happy birthday again. Oh, yeah, and happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, one more hour of your 25th birthday in your time zone. Yeah. Probably spend it sleeping or playing Fortnite. Yeah, did you do something better today than be on Disney One by One? <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> Fortnite all day. This was a highlight. <laughs> And David, as always, thank you for joining me on this crazy adventure. Thank you for having me. Now I can have fun and be free from ever seeing this movie again. Yep. <laughs> I did really like the opening song. So if we ever do yeah. a like top Disney songs showdown, um, I may have to sneak that one into my list because it was, it was enjoyable. So, yep. All right. Well, that's about it. Next week, we have Melody Time, which, as far as I know, is very similar to Make Mine Music, another movie just full of a bunch of musical shorts. So we'll see if that's correct, and we will see you then. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Disney One by One podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email to Disney1x1 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Disney1x1 and at Disney1x1.com. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of the Disney One by One podcast. I want to play some Fortnite. Dude, I'll play some Fortnite.